This is Tracy. And this is Sheila, and we are Spy Fat Chicks. And we definitely have gone irregular. Uh, we do have a couple episodes that we want to get around to recording when we have the time to do so. But we're going to do it totally out of order, because we went someplace awesome today, and we were just really inspired to actually sit down and make the time in the evening to, to do an episode about it. Mm-hmm. Because, as you heard last episode, I'm going to school full-time and working as well, so... Our time together is at a premium. Mm-hmm. Which means we have very little time to actually go and eat together as well. And that's kind of the cornerstone of the podcast, going and finding new places to eat. Mm-hmm. So we're still going to try to do episodes like this when we can. Just bear with us. But we did do a few things together in August that we really want to record. We just haven't had a chance to even sit down and do it. But this has to come first. So tell them what we're going to talk about, Sheila. Alrighty. So as you may be aware from listening to past episodes, Tracy and I are five-day vegetarians. What this means is I watched a TED Talk and I got all inspired. And instead of being a weekend vegetarian, we decided to take two meat days and move them around. And the rest of the week, we're vegetarian, um, lacto-ovo vegetarian. Mm -hmm. So across the street from Stuttering John's, where you can get your delicious meat, now there's a place where you can get your delicious veg. Mm -hmm. It's called The Table. And on Twitter, they're The Table by Carol. Mm -hmm. And I think they also have a Facebook page as well. So it's on Simcoe Street in Oshawa. Yes. And they do have a Facebook page. I've already liked it. And they have a website as well, which has the full menu listed on the website. If you go to Facebook, you can find the page off of that. But it's the table by Carol dot, I think, CA or, or com. Okay. You can pop it into Google, and it should pop right up. So, And it is actually, ironically enough, in the same location uh, where Pete's Open Kitchen was. Oh, yeah. Exact same location. You walk in, and if you'd been to Pete's Open Kitchen before, you can see the similarities. The counter is still the same. The back part of the kitchen is still the same that you can see. The layout's still the same, where there's the back door and the front door, but it's a lot di- more different now inside. Yeah. For one, the table isn't just a name. There's actually a large, huge dining room table mm-hmm. made up of probably, like, what, 20 tables? I was going to say it's like eight or nine smaller tables all put together. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting at a giant table, at like, uh, communal style or family dinner style. Yeah. So, which is kind of cool, because if it's busy, you're going to have to sit down and actually talk to the people around you. So that's mm-hmm. kind of neat. Uh, when we were there today, it wasn't really busy. It was just us, because it was kind of early. We, we did a brunch thing. So we had the whole table to ourselves, so to speak. But the first thing that I didn't even notice when we walked in until we walked out, but the first thing you may notice if you walk in the front door is they have a giant refrigerator right by the front door, and that's where they grow their sprouts. That is so cool. That's keeping it local. Well, not just local. I didn't even think about it until I was talking to a friend today, but if um, if you are of an autoimmune compromised situation, sprouts are kind of a no-go for you. Mm-hmm. So going somewhere there, their sprouts potentially, if you've done your research and looked into it more, those are potentially actually something you can eat mm-hmm. because they're not coming from a questionable source. They're coming from someplace where nobody's been peeing on them and they're pretty safe to eat. Yeah, you know it's organic because they're not using any fertilizers or pesticides because they're grown Yeah, in a contained exactly refrigerator. So again, if, if you are... Um, if you do have a, an immune system that's compromised, definitely do your research before you go down there and ask for, like, the sprout salad or something. But that's something that may be doable for you, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So, walked in. The first thing that I noticed, uh-huh. actually, was that the there was a big sink that you can wash your hands at, and there was a filtered water tap coming off of it. And you can refill your water bottle there. And then also on the big table, there was... The glass swing top style bottles probably look like two liters. 
of filtered water, and there was mason jar, about jelly sizes, that you could use for drinking glasses. And they were, there's probably like six yeah, of they, these on the, on the table, so you could sit and drink water with they, your meal. There were a good number of them, which is really cool. And they even put out on the one uh, thing about how bring your, bring your water bottle with you and you can refill it here. Mm-hmm. Drink out of your own water bottle, that's perfectly fine. So they're, they're definitely trying to walk the walk, not just talk the talk of, of paying homage to we want to be a green business, we want to be of low impact to the environment and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. The menu is pretty huge, to be honest, for a place like that. Mm-hmm. There are about almost a dozen, over a dozen sandwiches on the sandwich menu. A good number of salads that you can pick from. They have a, a dip menu, which is really cool. We're going to talk about that Such in a second. Such as hummus, baba ganoush, mm-hmm. things like that. And then they do uh, some breakfast things, which are like croissants and bagels and, and such. Baked so, goods. Baked yeah. goods. I mean, overall, it's it's an awesome place. They're only open till about 6 or 7 each evening. So it's definitely a breakfast slash lunch or early dinner kind of place. Mm-hmm. So we decide, you know, let's go get a sandwich, check it out, see what it's like. Uh, I ended up getting the number one off the menu, which is like an eggplant and mushroom and all this other stuff grilled. Like panini style sandwich. Yeah, it was like diced vegetables that mm-hmm. being diced grilled vegetables on a, sa- on a sandwich. Mm-hmm. And you had... I had the number four, which was a grilled cheese sandwich with homemade ketchup. Very, very it's, delicious. It was like a three cheese grilled yeah. cheese. And they're, they're both done panini style. Mine was absolutely what I had been craving lately. I really miss... Um, oh, where was it we used to go and get grilled panini sandwiches in Aurelia? And it's not there anymore. Was it Razzmatazz? I think so. Yeah, I, I really had been craving something like that. There's no Panera around here. Um... There's Williams Coffee Pub, which I'm afraid to say has really declined in quality lately, so I don't want to go there and order anything. Mm-hmm. And I just had no way to scratch this itch until today, and it was just perfect. Really good size. Um, I would say it's actually a solid three to four on the size scale, where um, a one is, it's like a snack, a three is where a normal person would actually be full size-wise, and a five is where some of our friends within human appetites, like Patrick and Aaron, would mm-hmm be perfectly stuffed and this is honestly almost sandwich wise if you just want a sandwich it's almost a little bit too much for one person mm-hmm. but the good part is because they're that big when you order the half a sandwich and a soup combo that they offer that was the other thing i forgot yeah. to mention is the soups but when you order the half a sandwich and a soup combo i can totally see where that where that is a very hearty lunch yeah definitely all kinds of soups oh they rotate every every day they have different menus they always offer a vegetarian i think a non-vegetarian and a seafood um option for the soup mm-hmm and they offer it in three different sizes. I want to say, was it 12, 16, and 20 ounce? Yeah, it goes by ounces. Or was it 24 ounces? Might be 24. It was big. Yeah, I, I remember the 16 ounce being the middle one, because that's the one we eyeballed. We said, well, we could... Well, after seeing a fellow come in with a mason jar and get a mason jar filled with soup, we said, oh, we could bring in, like, a, a pint mason jar and get it full of soup and take it home. Because mm-hmm. we were actually discussing the fact that... Um, on the menu, one of the things that they do to be sustainable is if you bring in your own containers take mm-hmm. for a takeout order and it's over nine bucks, they'll knock a dollar off. Mm-hmm. Which, hey, it's better than a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. Hey, yeah. I mean, that helps with taxes. Why not? Mm. And mason jars are perfect. There was this other article that we read probably in the last couple months. They're really, really good for soups or for salads because you can microwave them mm-hmm. if it's a soup in the lunchroom. Or if it's a salad, you can put all the big things... Like, if you have nuts and fruit and stuff like that and big veg, put that in the bottom, put your dressing on, and then put your leafy bits 
on the top, mm -hmm. and that way the leafy bits won't get soggy. Mm -hmm. And then when you're ready to eat it, just shake, just shake it up. It. Just yeah. go crazy with it. Take out your workplace aggression on it, and you're less stressed, and your salads are ready to go. And one of the other nice things about mason jars, like you mentioned, they're microwavable. You can put hot items right into a mason jar. They're meant to be boiled yeah. to seal them when you can at home. So you're not going to hurt it as long as you take the metal ring and the lid off when you pop it in the microwave. Go nuts with it. It's mm -hmm. going to be okay. It's meant to have that happen to it. So that was totally seeing that guy come in. It was an eye-opener. It's like, oh, that's a great idea. We should do that. Mm -hmm. Come down and get some soup when they have something good that we really like. But uh, in addition to the sandwiches, because we're gluttons, and we weren't too sure also how big the sandwiches were going to yeah, be. Yeah, that's the thing. You're never sure if it's going to be like a sandwich where you eat it and you're like, oh, I'm still kind of hungry. Yeah. Or if you're going to be like, wow, that was huge. I'm going to eat half later. And when you go someplace and they don't have sides with the sandwiches, you never know if that means that they just don't want to offer the sides or they mm -hmm. want you to order something separate, or does it mean the sandwiches are a meal in and of themselves? Right. You can never really be sure. Fortunately, we were really hungry this morning, and I'll take a moment to uh, digress. If you hear horrible snuffling in the background, it's our <laughs> dog. He's upset because we're not paying attention to him. Anyway, back to the sandwiches. So we were really hungry this morning, so ordering something separate on the side for us to have wasn't a hardship because this was a brunch kind of thing before Sheila went to work. Mm -hmm. So we decided to get one of the... Um, the dip platters that they have. They have an option of a three dip platter or a five dip platter. It comes with flatbread or they had um, actually sliced baguette chips that had been toasted and buttered. They were delicious. <laughs> yeah, the baguette chips in and of themselves were amazing. We decided to get the three dip platter to try. And they have about, again, I don't have a menu in front of me. I really should have grabbed a takeout menu. They have them at the counter. But I want to say they had a good eight or nine dips on the menu you can yeah. select from. And we ended up getting the hummus the guacamole and the... Antipasto. Yes. It was basically like a, a smaller version of your sandwich. It yeah. was cubed grilled vegetables with olive oil and a bit of garlic. Mm -hmm. It was really good. All three dips were amazing. The guac they did fresh right there. Mm -hmm. It's not prepackaged. It's not, you know, done ahead of time and it's turning gray. I mean, they, they mixed it and threw it on a platter. Um, the hummus I thought was really, really good. The hummus is really good. I like it. It wasn't really garlicky. Mm -hmm. Smooth, perfect texture. I mean, delicious stuff. And the antipasto was a total surprise. Yeah. I wasn't sure I was going to like it or not, even though that's what was on my sandwich. I was like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I could have eaten that stuff with a spoon. Yeah. Forget ice cream. Give me a dish of that. And that's the other thing, too, is I was, it was a cold and rainy day, and I really was in the mood for a comfort food. So I'm like, oh, I'm totally going to get the grilled cheese sandwich. And I was thinking, is this going to be enough? Well, Tracy's ordering the dip thing. It should be fine. But that was one of the most filling grilled cheese sandwiches I've ever had. It was, it was big. It was delicious. It was stuffed full of cheese. And really, I don't like ketchup with my grilled cheese, but their homemade ketchup was awesome. Yeah. And I... I would go down and order the grilled cheese any day of the week and actually use the ketchup that comes with it because it was mm. that good. It was delicious. Yeah. yeah. So we're really impressed with what they have set up there. Uh, the layout of the restaurant is like she already said, the big table, but out front by the window, they have a bunch of uh, easy chairs there too. Mm -hmm. They have coffee. I want to say the coffee was like the free trade organic stuff. Yeah. I had, it was like two or three bucks depending on the size. I want to say it was like two twenty six for large and a little bit less for a regular size. And mm. the coffee was fantastic. They had a large variety of loose leaf teas Huge. that you could pick from, like at least 20 different varieties. We have a picture of the front counter and the, the jars that you see up on the counter, those are all loose leaf teas doubled up. And it's not that the same varieties behind the jar that's in the front, they're actually different varieties in the back mm -hmm. as well when we looked at the labels. Impressive selections of teas. Outside of going to someplace like uh, Teopia, mm -hmm. which is now Tivana at our mall, not <laughs> sure what happened there. 
But outside of going to an actual tea store, you're not going to see as good a selection anyplace else in a restaurant. You had a really awesome soda find today from there, too. Yeah, it was, uh, they had, there's a selection of dry sodas, and I had the dry cucumber soda. It's sweetened with cane sugar, but it's only 45 calories, so it's not overly sweetened. And I've heard of actually recipes, I think mainly from the South, from the 1800s, for cucumber soda. And it was delicious. It was really, really good. Tracy's like, it's going to taste like a facial. It did. T- it smells like a facial. You pop the lid on it and you smell it and it smells like somebody's face cream. And it tastes good. It just tastes weird because mm-hmm. it's fizzy. And when you, you get the fizz, we are um, conditioned to expect a certain taste with the fizz, right? We're, expecting, we're conditioned to expect something overly sweet. Yeah. Which is why something like a gin and tonic is such a kick in the face because mm-hmm. it, gin and tonic is not overly sweet. Even though there's sugar in it, it's it has that punch to it. Mm-hmm. So things like that are a shock to the system or the taste buds if you're not used to it. Whereas this was not sweet, but not bitter. It was a completely unique fizzy taste. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. It's a little bit pricey. It's like four something for a bottle of it. It's but a treat. It's a treat, but if you really, really like finding those new flavors in uh, beverages, definitely recommend heading down there and just going in and getting a snack and getting a bottle of soda or something. Mm-hmm. Because it's just something that you're not, you're going to have a hard time finding in any place else, mm-hmm. especially in the Durham region. Maybe go into Toronto, hit like a, a little cafe, you might find it there, but this is the only place we've seen it in our area. Mm-hmm. And this is the kind of thing that we keep an eye out for. So. The other cool thing they did have going on the table that I wanted to mention was uh, they had a bunch of different inspirational and staples of people that are interested in sustainability and mm-hmm. environmental issues and stuff. Like they had a copy of The Giving Tree, which is incredibly depressing if you've never read it, but you should read it anyways. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that they had that there so people could have that dialogue, mm-hmm. you know, and and talk about that. They also had a bunch of different printouts that were kind of... Um, you know, menu holders mm-hmm. about sharing and the lawnmower one was pretty cool too. yeah it was it talking was like, about uh how you only use your lawnmower so many hours a week and it sits in your garage for this many hours a week <clears> and <throat> why don't you just share one with somebody else and cut down on the resources that you would need to own a lawnmower and kind of makes some sense yeah right? and it's like okay and if you borrow don't be afraid to ask to borrow somebody most people are looking for something good to do today mm-hmm. and if you borrow something from somebody make sure you return it in better condition that you got it in mm-hmm. things like that and in a timely fashion and it was a lot of good stuff i mean it was interesting to read we had to wait a little bit for our food because you know it was a grilled sandwich you have to wait for the panini grill to do its thing and that was something it just to do opened we so yeah. it had to heat up and everything as we were munching on our little dip platter and everything it was something to do i mm-hmm. do want to get something else to mention that we'll out this is another reason I wanted to uh, do this episode first and put the stuff we did in August on the back burner. Uh, you hear us talk a lot about Winterlicious. It's a festival in Toronto that's during the winter season, and all these restaurants do prefix menus, and there's a certain theme and everything. Well, something's going on in Durham region as of September 12th, and it's called Savor the Season, and it's kind of that, a prefix menu style uh, festival going on in the region, but it's all about local foods, hmm. Ontario foods. And they had pamphlets out, formerly nice little booklets. They're not, the, the table is not, actually they are listed in here as one of the restaurants participating. And they also have the menu up on Facebook. And their selection for the Savor the Season uh, menu looks amazing. Go check them out on Facebook to see the actual uh, menu listed. Or drop by and grab mm-hmm. one of the things and get yourself something tasty. Yeah. Or you can also go to www.durhamsavortheseason. And it's, savor is spelled... 
properly, S-A-V-O-U-R, <laughs> dot C-A. They're also on Facebook as well. And it's just, it, one, it's really nice to see this kind of focus on, um, mm. you know, local food that's in, in season and everything. And there are a ton of restaurants participating in it for the region. Because, um, God, we, it, are, we are so blessed to live in Ontario. Yeah. Because we have such a decent variety of vegetables and even local meat and things like that. Yeah. Just because of our, our landscape, we have a very rich agricultural area. You can easily eat 100 Mile in this location. Yeah. Because there's they're such a variety to pick from. You're not really going to stint yourself on anything. Like, even a chain is participating. The first page you open up, Baton Rouge in Whitby. Wow. That's a chain. And they have a $30 prefix menu that they're offering for save of the season. Uh, let's see who else in here that we recognize as I go through very quickly. Um, you said Suttering John's is doing it too, right? I didn't see them listed, but I wouldn't be surprised if they are. Fazio's downtown in Oshawa is. Chatter Paul's in Whitby is participating. Uh, Harp and Wiley's Canadian Grill House in Port Perry. Uh, Hot Rock's Creative Diner in Whitby. I've heard of them before. I think I have that on my back burner to check out one day. Nice Bistro in Whitby. Out Lounge is participating. Off the Hook, the new seafood place over by the uh, oh yeah, that used to be um, it used to be a Don Cherry's. Yeah, it's on Champlain, I think. Yeah, Thornton Champlain, and Champlain and Thornton. Yeah, yeah, they're doing a thirty-five dollar prefix seafood menu. Um, let's see, the Crooked Uncle is actually participating. The Brock House in Whitby, which mm. Brock House just did another uh, Canadian prefix menu. It was all Canadian foods, and they had like lamb and all kinds of interesting things mm. on there. They had um, it was like pork tenderloin steaks and things. It looked amazing. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things that was really tempting to, to go check out at some point. The table, obviously, which we've been talking about. There's a place, uh, Urban Pantry up in Uxbridge is also participating. And I have to say, I'm really excited that this restaurant's here. Because when we went to that unnamed restaurant in Whitby. The horrible vegetarian place we talked about on Snarko de Mayo. I know. Yeah, that, that's what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. And instead, it was just so snooty and so pretentious. And overpriced. And so overpriced. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons why people do vegetarian is because it's affordable. It costs a lot less for vegetables than meat. Mm -hmm. 10 to $12 for um, vegetarian entrees on that particular restaurant's menu. Whereas the table, the vegetarian uh, options are all very reasonably priced. I mean, it's not a really fancy place. It's it's a lunch place. It's like a bistro kind it's of thing. It's a bistro, but oh my God, the food is totally worth checking out. I really think um, as new as it is, it's it's going to be one of Oshawa's hidden gems. I hope they're around for a long time. Yeah, uh, I definitely hope you, they're successful. For those of you still hanging out in Morgantown that listen to us, it reminds me of a newer, more food-oriented version of Blue Moose. Yeah. I really got a Blue Moose vibe when I walked into there, and I'm, I'm looking forward to watching them grow and kind of get that, like, worn, comfy sweater feeling that a restaurant gets when it's been around for a long time, and they get to put more awesome crap on the wall that yeah. they've acquired, and they get those customers that hang out all the time, and they really fine-tune their stuff. I really hope this place is here, you know, 10, 20 years from now. So anything else you wanted to add? I don't think so. I think that was pretty much it. It's, it's a great place. Yeah. Um, and Super stoked. I know that we're pushing the vegetarian thing, but they did have meat sandwiches. Mm -hmm. They did have turkey. They did have ham. So even if you're not Lots vegetarian, go check it out anyways. It's mm -hmm. a really great place. And I think one of the reasons I'm so excited too is since we've been doing the five-day vegetarian thing, which has been since May, I think, mm -hmm. um, We've really been eating a lot of ethnic options for vegetarian, a lot of Mediterranean, a lot of Middle Eastern, a lot of Asian. Right. And it's well, so nice to see something that's not Eastern as a, a vegetarian option for us to have. I mean, yeah. granted, there's hummus and falafel and everything, but just to be able to go get a grilled uh, panini sandwich that's good 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's vegetable, vegetarian. I'm really excited for that. Well, that was the one of the things that we said when we first started out is that we weren't really interested in doing stuff. We weren't interested in making things vegetarian that weren't really already vegetarian to begin with. Yeah. Which is why we focus so heavily on Eastern cuisine because it's already vegetarian. Yeah, there's so I don't many really want to like meatless chicken wings. There's no point. I'll just wait until my meat day and enjoy it. Yeah. But I'm not going to try and find some sort of soy substitute for it. I'd rather just have a cheese sandwich or a yeah. nice salad or an omelet or whatever. And the soups. You know if you go there and you get go to the table and you get a vegetarian soup, it's going to be made with vegetable stock. They're not going to be sneaky and use chicken stock. Mm-hmm. And that's nice. They don't have to ask them and say, excuse me, what stock's in this soup? Because you go to a lot of places they don't know. Yeah. Or it's something they've bought pre-made. So that's nice, too. So overall, two hearty thumbs we up. We hope you enjoyed this Five Fat mm-hmm. Chicks Down podcast. Us Please add us as a friend on Facebook and or follow us on Twitter. You can email your comments, yep. questions, or suggestions to spyfatchicks at gmail.com. That's Z-W-E-I-F-A-T-C-H-I-C-K-S at gmail.com. Our theme music is Hot Swing by Kevin McLeod. Our podcasts, like Mr. McLeod's music, are protected under a Creative Commons attribute copyright. You can make copies of our shows and share them with friends. Friends, please make sure that credit is given. Thanks for listening and have a great day.